Hi, this is CCH Pounder from Warehouse 13. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. And I welcome you to On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way with movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This is episode 226 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond is a four-time Emmy-nominated actress. She's been in Avatar, she's been on ER, she's been on The Shield, and she is the great character, Mrs. Frederick on Warehouse 13. That's right, CCH Pounder is going to be coming your way. Stick around. It's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, this past week, we lost another musician. Marvin Hamlish passed away, and our thoughts go out to his family. And uh, let's see, what else we got in the list here? Um, The Dark Knight seems to be still very strong in the box office. A lot of good movies out there right now, so uh, check those out. And let's see, if you want to make a request here at On Screen and Beyond for a guest, email us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'll see what we can do about getting that person on. And why don't we get right into it? It's time for Remake Madness. Let's find out what's going on as far as remakes next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, Will Smith and Jay-Z's remake of Annie is moving along as the film now has a writer attached to it. And the remake of The Magnificent Seven, which we talked about before, is moving along. Tom Cruise is set to star, and a writer also has been attached to that one. And a big screen remake of the TV show Elf is in development by Sony, so we'll see how that one goes. That's about it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to take you down and find out what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, well, in uh, 2013, Daniel Day-Lewis will star in a Martin Scorsese film called Silence. It's about two Jesuit priests who face violence and persecution while they're doing their ministry in Japan in the 17th century. And Tommy Lee Jones and Matthew Fox will star in Emperor. It's about uh, the events that follow the end of World War II. And Tom Hanks will star as Captain Richard Phillips in a film called Richard Phillips, and it's about Captain Phillips and his cruise encounter with Somali pirates. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels. Sequel City, well, a sequel to Super Trooper is in the works, and word is that the script has been written, and the studio loves it. And a fourth Rush Hour film may be coming our way, so we'll keep your eyes out for that. And Warner Brothers is looking to make a prequel to Stephen King's The Shining, so that'll be interesting. And look for Josh Whedon. He's going to write and direct the Avengers 2 film. That is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. T 
TV on DVD Entourage, the complete series, will be heading your way in November on November 6th. And on September 18th, Peter Graves stars in the Western TV classic series Whiplash, the complete series on DVD. And October 23rd, you can catch the TV classic Peter Gunn. And on September 25th, James Gregory stars in The Lawless Years, the complete series, as it takes us back to the 1920s. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to take a look at what's coming away as far as movies on DVD. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Movies on DVD, well, we have a couple of Blu-ray combo packs coming your way on October 16th. It looks like everybody's fine with Robert De Niro becoming your way. And also on October 16th, Anne Hathaway in Ella Enchanted comes your way in a Blu-ray combo pack. And on September 18th, you can catch the horror comedy The Revenant. That stars David Anders of the Vampire Diaries fame as a fallen soldier who finds himself among the living dead. And August 28th, you can catch the newest pledge on DVD, digital download, and on demand as Jason Mewes and G.W. Bailey in a comedy as members of a fraternity that take in a baby as their newest pledge. Check that one out. That is it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is CCH Pounder. A lot of roles she's done, ER, The Shield, Brothers, and just so many others. Avatar she was in, and uh, she's been nominated for four Emmys. CCH Pounder, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining me today on On Screen and Beyond is a four-time Emmy-nominated actress who has starred in many films, including Baghdad Cafe and Avatar, as well as her TV roles on ER, The Shield, and Brothers. She is currently the mysterious Mrs. Frederick on the hit sci-fi channel show Warehouse 13. It's CCH Pounder. CCH, it's a pleasure to have you here on On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much, Brian. Another season of Warehouse 13 is upon us. Is this season three? This is going into season three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. And it sounds strange because previously we were all sort of 13 episodes and now we're adding. So this is season three slash four. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it gets confusing nowadays. <laughs> I'm confused myself. <laughs> well, your character is a very confusing character to all of us who are watching the show. When you got the part, how did they tell you about your character? It was really interesting because everybody else in the cast was given a legend, which is sort of the story background, where they came from, who they were, who their parents were, what they were into, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Frederick just got a blank piece of paper, so I said, what's going on? And they said, Mrs. Frederick is a mystery. You'll never know what she's gonna, what's going to happen. But over the 
course of the sort of the first uh, season and the second season, I started to think that perhaps Frederick was a hologram and not really real at all because mm-hmm. she had she made no entrances in the room, she made no exits. She was there and then she was gone. And I thought, aha, so maybe they're thinking of, you know, making her some slightly otherworldly thing. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was, she had a very standard hairstyle from the 60s, from Beehive. Right. And she kept wearing those Jackie O uh, suits. And I thought, okay, so she's either stuck in time. And everything that I've thrown at them, I sort of go, aha, I've got it. She's a hologram. And no. <laughs> Okay, so she's stuck in a time warp. And, oh, so she's stuck in a time warp is something um, about her that is just a projection from the past. And they go, no. And (laughs) to this date, I haven't quite figured out whether she's remarkably human and has uh, fantastic genes and her longevity is amazing or what on earth she is. But there's there's something definitely different about this project compared to the other people. Oh, yes, yeah. And, 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 of course, it keeps us going back to, to want more and find out what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. As, as I do myself. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I got amnesia. Like, what am I doing? Who am I? Now, is it, is it, does that make it difficult for you as an actress to develop the character, or do you just leave it to the, the director to say, you know, this is what I want you to do, and you do it. Uh, how does that work? Well, it makes it difficult in the beginning because I'm so accustomed to creating a, a life of a character beyond what you see on the page. Right. And so to walk into this situation where down to her hairstyle is specific and her clothes and the fact that she never changes, which is a lot of pressure on me as a as a human being, you know, four years go by. <laughs> and so far, I, I look relatively the same, but you know the day's going to come before these seven, seven years over that there may very well be some changes, whether they like it or not. Hmm. Um, but it's really hard to, to create that lack of, unless you just simply surrender. And once you do that, then that be really easy to play because the answer is I don't know what she is. Right. She's just speaking right now. She's arrived right now. She's leaving. Ah, of course she's gone. So it's kind of like saying Wendy, the wicked witch of something mm-hmm. or Wendy the good witch or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean not Glenda. I beg your pardon. Sorry, Disney <laughs> I play Glenda, the good witch of the North. There we go. Hmm. Yeah, so like I said, it must be difficult to, to, to do that um, where, where you're used to, you know, the characters you've had in the past on other shows, like on The Shield and everything. I mean, you you had a definite character trait that, that you knew what to do with it or develop it the way you want, but this one is just totally out there. <laughs> the Shield was one of those great characters that you get to do that not only do you get to develop it, but you get to see her move from where she started and really sort of grow into a person that that you kind of didn't ever really want to agree with, but damn it, she was right in the end. Right, yeah. And, you know, the bad guy, 
that you didn't really want to believe that he was bad was indeed bad in the end. So it was a wonderful combination of things for Claudette in uh, The Shield. While Mrs. Frederick just remained to this day for me, and I think for most people, a mystery woman. But I think people get a lot of fun in trying to figure out what exactly she is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I <laughs> when I started watching it, it was like, oh, she's an alien. <laughs> you know, that's uh-huh. that's what I thought. And then I don't know. Now I don't know what <laughs> what your character is. She's very intuitive. Whatever she is. I'll oh yes, that. yeah. Yeah. How did you get the part on Warehouse Thirteen? Um, who asked me to do this? I think that it it, it was an an invitation, as Mrs. Frederick says, to endless wonder, because I think they were looking for some gravitas, mm-hmm. of which um, I I guess I'm known for. Um, even though I did try with brothers to be, uh, you know, bring some levity to the world, but I just think it's the way I look at the sound of my voice. She has a kind of a heavy yeah. So, um, it was a wonderful invitation, and I'm really glad I, I was able to do it. Was there any hesitation when you first looked at the character? Only in the sense of, well, what would she become? Because I was sort of thinking in a linear way, as actors tend to do, uh, especially for television, because television tends to be somewhat formulaic, and you kind of read a script and Pretty much you can figure out what's going to happen for the next seven years. Mm-hmm. So it was different in the sense that I didn't have, I didn't have that, um, that privilege of, of knowing anything about her. And that made it fun. It was a good challenge for me. But you would go to work and really not know um, who, what, when, where, why things happened, except that she could make them happen and she could undo things. Have you wrapped the season up yet for season three, or are you still in the process of filming it? The season is wrapped, and the next one begins next week. We've already had the uh, month and a half off, and so um, the the new season starts. So that would be season four, so it's been renewed for another season? It has been renewed for another season. Great. Yeah, and it's been very popular. I think it's got something like 2.3 million viewers right now, which is fantastic for sci-fi, for cable. It's doing it's doing really, really well. And so far, they have known that they are going to be renewed literally before the last season was done. Wow, that's that's good. That's good. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, Warehouse 13 is it's a fun show. It's got the mystery. It's got a little sci-fi in it. It's just a lot of fun to watch. I discovered that there are a lot of people who go, oh, that's not real. And they look up things and they've discovered that they've actually pulled stuff from history and recreated things so that it's possible that a particular artifact was actually, uh, could actually have existed in the time that they say it was and why it would come down. So the history of the artifact, the history of the artifact has, um, some way of a little history behind it, yeah. Being quite true, yeah. yeah. And I, there's some writers that are great history buffs and are really proud of that. Oh, huh, that's great. 
with your other roles that you've had, like ER and The Shield and, and the movies you've done, Avatar, does Mrs. Frederick present more of a challenge, or are any of the other roles more were more challenging for you? Oh, they were all more challenging. <laughs> Avatar, a completely new language that had to be learned. That's true. <laughs> walking that had to be learned, and also, as an actor, a completely new way of performance, because performance capture, you have to use a huge amount of your imagination. You have a camera on your head. You have a camera between your eyes. You are harnessed up. Um, you're covered in green dots. It's, it's a completely uh, different way of working. Oh, yeah. Uh, the essence of it is exactly the same. Once you've got all that gear on, then you just have to forget about it and, you know, pretend that you're in your costume and you've got, you know, long braids and right. beautiful bone necklaces and a, you're nine feet tall and you've got a fantastic tail. And <laughs> yeah. How was it working for Mr. Cameron? I think that maybe is one of my favorite things to do um, because... I felt at the time that we were sort of not only at the edge of an acting breakthrough, but also at the edge of a technological breakthrough, and the two things were all coming together with all of the actors. And um, that made it really exciting. I'd never done it before, and I always tell people it felt as if I had been plucked out of the silent pictures and allowed to go to the talking, mm -hmm. because... My voice was right for it. Uh, and therefore, I got to experience hearing my own sound and hearing other people's sound as opposed to um, just the silent picture. So this was, I think, one of those leaps in film history that was uh, wonderful to be a part of. Yeah, it was such a huge film. I mean, un unbelievable amount of people watch that film. Absolutely. Yeah. They're always talking about uh, filming Avatar 2. Do you know if your character will appear in that? Well, as I say, my character didn't die. And I know that we're actually going to film Avatar uh, 2 and 3 back to back. And there possibly will be a fourth one. But I don't know whether that's, that's a back-to-backer. Right. And I might be long dead by then because it does take quite some time <laughs> to put that. A film like Avatar together, for my role, I worked uh, two years wow. on that. And I would imagine it's just like the first cell phone. It's that giant hulking thing um, <laughs> hanging off of your hip. And now it's a little tiny thing that slips into your pocket. Right. So if it took two years, then perhaps it'll take nine months the second go around. I don't know, but... I yeah. know that technology is much faster than uh, that I ever imagined. Yeah. Well, you know, even though you say your character didn't die, I, I've learned that even in films that where the character dies, there's always the possibility that they, that character will come back. <laughs> Especially science fiction. That's right. <laughs> so you never know what will happen if somebody's character is killed off, if they'll be back or not. So. <laughs> I know Mrs. Frederick had a very rough time, so mm -hmm. you know, she had a, a very tough way to go, that girl. Yeah. <laughs> Has acting always been your goal in life when you were young? When I was young, it was my great escape, because I grew up in a convent, 
and I was sort of almost loaned out to all the all the different schools in my surroundings. And I always played with young men because, of course, I, I was in a convent. They cut my hair down nice and low because this big afro was very hard to deal with. And um, I had no front or back. So I was a sort of skinny, boy, thin girl. And I played lots of pages in Shakespearean playing. So it was a wonderful escape just to get out of the school grounds. But afterwards... I really fell in love with the work, and I really fell in love with the theater. And so it might not have been sort of the dream. I never sort of dreamt of being an actor. I always thought I'd be a doctor, but um, now I can play one on TV. I <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it became, for me, a wonderful way to sort of When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, ER was another early role that you had, and of course, you were nominated for an Emmy for that role. What was it like working on ER? I mean, you've done so many shows that are huge shows. They're not just little shows, they're huge shows. I've been really blessed. It's just very bizarre that I've, I always feel like I've started in something really innovative. ER was one of those great first shows where you actually spoke the language, the medical language. Um, you actually touched the body part that went along with the words um, of, uh, of that body as opposed to just pretending you knew where, you know, a tibula or a fibula were. Um, ER was surrounded by consultants that were real doctors. So they really gave you, by the time you looked at the show, a remarkably honest impression of uh, an emergency room, hospital work, hospital workers. So uh, that core group that we started with, Economy Brazelton, uh, Cooney, uh, Eric LaSalle, Noah Wiley, all those people, they were, I think we were just at the very beginning of the real reality uh, television in, in fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I started also the very first show of Fox Television, which was Women in Prison, mm-hmm. which yes. um, got, them, got them started. We started together with, um, uh, uh, what's the name of the show? I can't remember the name of the other show, but the show that became the big hit. It's interesting that I've lost it in my mind. Uh, but those two shows, Ed O'Neill started it. And um, Katie Segal. Uh, oh, yeah, Married with Children. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, married with Children. 
Um, those were the two shows that started off Fox. And then The Shield was the show that started off FX. Yeah. So I've been in really interesting, um, I think, shows that made for dynamic television. The West Wing, I recurred in a lot. Um, I always feel like, you know, always on the cusp of something new and innovative. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Here I am now at the Sci-Fi panel and with their show that is getting a lot of the attention and doing very well. And so this season, um, we're after Seaman Alphas will be the, the show to watch, I think. Wow. Now, with your show, Warehouse 13, the, the movies that you have coming up and, and the TV shows you've been on in the past, is there any certain one that was your favorite to work on? Uh, the Shield was definitely my favorite television show. Baghdad Cafe, hands down, unfortunately, it was like one of the first movies that I did. But hands down was one of the great film experiences because of what the film did for other people. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of it that, you know, I just want to act. I just want to play a character, and that's the fun part for you. But the impact that some films can have on people is extraordinary. Oh, the yeah. instance of television is frightening. So Baghdad Cafe was the film that turned a, I got lots and lots of mail about having seen the film, what I decided to do with my life, how it changed my life, how I decided to take a plunge and, you know, do something. So I was really delighted by Baghdad Cafe and its longevity and its uh, it's a film I literally, I can be anywhere in the world, in the strangest places, and people will approach me and say, are you the lady that did that film in the desert? Is that you? And they have the same passion about it 25 years later wow. than they did uh, the day that they saw it. So it's really wonderful. And I have people who go back to see it religiously, you know, every couple of years, mm-hmm. every year. They have these sort of Baghdad cafe sit-ins and watch. Those are really great. Yeah. And yeah. then um, I think The Shield in terms of television was one of my favorites because, first of all, I got a character that I got to see through to the end that had kind of development that an actor kept long, uh, that it moves forward. And, and also it sort of changed the face of black and white television in terms of the story is black and white and it's introduced in a huge way that the story is gray. It's not all bad. Mm-hmm. We're not all bad. We're not all good. We have moments of horrific behavior and we have moments of great tenderness and really empathetic love for another human being. And so that was one of the things that really threw the audience into a complete uproar because it's like, is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Or he's a bad guy. Boy, I wish I could do that in real life. You know, everybody has a really visceral reaction to the Shield. So yeah. I, I I know a lot of uh, great marathon Shielders. Wow! <laughs> do you prefer playing the heavy or, or a light character? I actually like them both. Uh, the thing about 
our business. You know, you do something well, and you you can get sort of stuck. Right. You know what I mean? That you can get stuck, and also you have to sort of do the toss-up between um, a job that you can take and it'll be fine for you, or a job that maybe you shouldn't take because you become entrenched and people sort of look at you and kind of go, well, you know, she has dignity and she has gravitas. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, and so every now and again, I try to, as I did in the theater, which gave me much more of a, sort of a, a varied opportunity um, to say to, you know, the agent or the script that you're reading, thanks for offering me that heavy role, but there's this kind of fickle person over here. Can I just get a shot at it and, you know, come read to you? And I must say it's a mold that's really, really hard to break. Hmm. Um, now that you've established it, um, to see me as the giggly um, jokester that my friends may know me as is, does not necessarily translate to film. Or put it this way, we don't want to see you as that. We only have to get that end scale back. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think people are just comfortable with familiarity. And sometimes you just have to break out and do something wild. Yeah. Now, now you do a lot of different. I mean, everybody knows you for your movies and your TV, but you've done a lot of other things that some people may not know about. Uh, you were nominated for a Grammy for your uh, word spoken album. Isn't that cool? Is I mean, one of my proudest moments. <laughs> one of my proudest moments. I've got to tell you, I share this with you. Of course, at the time, the first lady, Hillary Clinton, was also nominated within the same category for "It Takes a Village." Mm-hmm. And I was told categorically that I would not be winning that night. The first lady is not flying in to New York, but she has a steak dinner at 9 o'clock uh, to lose. <laughs> I, I said, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I have a nomination. I still think I should go. I just I just want to go and experience that. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was the first category of the first lady uh, won. She got on a helicopter and she went off and my friend said, let's go backstage. Hmm. And the first person that I ran into was Gladys Knight. She went, you're fabulous. I love your work. And all of a sudden, I was this actor amongst all these musicians who knew me as the actor. Right. And I had and was treated one of the best nights of my life. I so enjoyed going there. I mean, it, it was really extreme. Like from Jeff Norman to the Commodores, it, it was everyone and their mother back there, and they knew my work. And I had, I was so shocked. It's like, yes, musicians on the road and the plane. They also watch TV and movies. So there you are. Huh. <laughs> it was great. Jeez. Now, uh, you also designed jewelry. I heard. Yes, that's something that I did. I started in ER because at the time I was a smoker. And I started beating to keep my hands occupied when I, I quit. Yeah. And, um, so. I don't, I don't I understand how you get. I don't it. <laughs> how you can have so many things going on with such a busy schedule. <laughs> but you have to understand that in the film schedule, it's. It's busy, but it's 
still hurry up and wait. Right, yes. And while you're waiting, you could be smoking a cigarette outside your trailer, or you could be inside, eating. Yeah. Do you have any projects that are coming up that you can tell us about? I do. I've got one that I'm particularly fond of. It's um, a film coming out. I guess it won't get here because it's it's still in post-production. But it's called Home Again. It's uh, Jennifer Holness and Seth uh, Sutherland, who is, uh, they're both Canadians. And it is a non-comedy production called Home Again, but it's about immigrants who have brought their children to the three major countries, Canada, United States, and England, and forgot that these in arms are not citizens. So they grow up as English, as American, as Canadian, and all three of them in their 20s are picked up for one reason or another, just a, a regular routine check and they ended up being deported to their country of birth, of which they know nothing about. Ah, okay. That's a great story. So I'm really looking forward to that. Tatiana Ali plays um, the young lady Mm -hmm. um, who gets deported, and um, I play a mother looking for her child who gets deported. There's three different stories in one. Yeah, any idea when that's going to be coming out? Well, I know they got accepted at the Toronto International Film Festival, so uh-huh. oh, good. they must be pretty darn close. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They must be pretty darn close, so that's it. And then I've got another one that I'm working on, but I believe that there's a gag order on it already, so uh. <laughs> uh, there's a lovely one coming, but I'm just not allowed to discuss it. That's fine. I, hear, I get that a lot. <laughs> it's terrible, I know, but no, no problem. Well, I'd like to finish up with two final questions for you. Yeah. The first one is, what is your favorite TV show of all time when you want to watch TV? Not necessarily shows you've been on, but what shows have you enjoyed in the past and now? Oh, boy, is that a good question. Okay, first of all, nothing to do with TV in the sense, but I am completely addicted to HGTV. It is my relaxation. I am traveling with them. I am redecorating their houses with them. All, all of that stuff. And and then, you know, I can be an overseer in my house and pretend like I know what the worker was doing when he repairs my stuff. That I'm a good But then in terms of um, regular television, number one lady in the agency was uh, just enthralled me. Uh, it's no longer on the air. But mm-hmm. And I even got a chance, by the way, to do one of the episodes, but it was something that I really wanted to do. Yeah. And right now, that's a really tough question. Who have I been really looking at? I don't think at the moment I've got a favorite. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Modern Family, I always am about the channel and I'm always stuck watching them with the picker in my hand so that's a very good time for them mm-hmm. and um, George Lopez I adore uh-huh. um, makes me laugh like crazy um, <laughs> I think that's about it for the moment okay, what, what, 
what about movies? What are your favorite all-time movies? Okay, now now we're in good shape. Um, I like Strange and Bizarre movies. Choir, the exotic uh, hotel was great. Um, Shame was amazing. Uh, gosh, a serious man was lovely. Um, anything that Meryl Streep does, he is my total and complete hero. Um, and I have followed her, brag, brag, since Trelawney of the Wells and Lincoln Center and God knows what decade. But I, I love this, um, consummate actress. I, have you ever worked uh, with her? I have once. We did a postcard from the edge. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a long time ago. And, uh, she, she just keeps transforming. Oh, yeah. I am completely in awe. And I think that she appears to do it so easily that we don't give her just, I mean, we just, we're throwing diamonds at her feet, quite honestly. Mm. But, you know, we're fickle. <laughs> <laughs> and I, right now, I, I want to go and see, um, uh, is it something wild in the southern title, I want to see that. I want to see um, uh, kind of make the dark night wise. There are about three of them on my wish list to get done before they go out of the theater. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, CCH, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, I hope everybody checks out Warehouse 13 because you were on it and <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of fun to see you on the small screen. Thank you very much. CCH Pounder, want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us. Now, to do this interview, she was unable to get to a landline so we'd have a better sound, but uh, the trooper that she is, she wasn't going to make it, so she pulled off the side of the road and she used her cell phone to do this, the interview, and we appreciate her taking the time to pull off to the side of the road <laughs> and do this interview. What a trooper. But we want to thank her so much, and uh, be sure to check her out uh, if you uh, want to check her out on DVD or whatever. You, you watch your uh, older shows on ER, The Shield. Uh, she was in Avatar, so you check that one out. Hopefully she'll be in the next Avatar. And, uh, of course, you can catch her each week on Warehouse 13 on the Sci-Fi Channel. So, CCH Powder, thank you so much. That is it. Uh, we are just about at the end of another episode of On Screen and Beyond, and uh, we are going to be starting Season 6 in September. So we take a little break here, and we'll be coming back in September with more great interviews, more information about movies, DVDs, sequels, and everything else. It's right here on On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on everything, movies, TV, and DVD. And, of course, our interview segment. we got some great guests that we're lining up for Season 6, so I hope you're going to join us. And if you want, go to onscreenandbeyond.com. We have 226 interviews with celebrities out there who I'm sure, whether it's a, a new show or an old favorite, they're there. Movie stars, they're there. Emmy winners, Oscar winners, uh, Grammy winners. Uh, it's, it's all there at onscreenandbeyond.com. Check it out. 
giving you something to listen to as you drive home from work or whatever, working out at the gym. And uh, we appreciate you listening each week here. And I hope you tell a friend, because we've got a lot more interviews coming your way right here on On Screen and Beyond. If you want to make a suggestion, email us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. If you want to just chat with me, go ahead. Send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond. Love hearing from you. Uh, all over the world, we get people who send emails, and I appreciate it very much. And uh, love to hear your comments, uh, things that we might do to improve the show or whatever. And uh, glad you're with us. And that's a wrap for this week's edition of On Screen and Beyond. Until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Uh-huh.